Welcome to the Equipped Podcast, where corporate woman Cassie Duke and college basketball coach Clarice Garcia help you uncover what God's Word says about who you are and His promises for you. This podcast is a journey to equip and empower you to operate and thrive in your God-given identity. Welcome back. We are now in week two. Cassie, how exciting that we finally were able to get our first one done last week. How are you this morning, Cassie? Hey, Clarice. I am fantastic, excited, had a unexpected morning, but I know many people can relate to that. I am so happy, though, to be here focusing on God's word and hearing what he has to say to us today. Amen. Me too. Well, for those that weren't able to catch last week, why don't we go over briefly? Sure. Last week was our um, introduction to Be Equipped, this podcast, really laying that foundation for um, why we're doing this, what you and I's background is, mm-hmm. why we have such passion for this equipping. So I will say, um, if you're listening today and you were unable to listen to last week, go back to that week one mm-hmm. and listen to that because it really helps lay the groundwork of what God has done in Clarice and I and through this, this podcast and the equipped. Um, two of our verses last week, Clarice, I know this was part mm-hmm. of our action items. So <laughs> if you listened last week, I know you read these and meditated on them and hopefully journaled a little bit about them. But I would love to just read them this morning. Um, the word of God is just always so powerful when you get to read it. So I want to recap by reading those two verses. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one being Hebrews uh, 13 verses 20 and 21. And that reads, may the God of peace who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. And last week we focused on the portion of that verse that talks about equipping you with everything good for doing his will and how the Lord has equipped us and put within us what we need to complete his perfect will. Amen. Our second verse was out of Second Timothy, and this is one of the main verses of Equipped. You've seen it on the website, how we have it there. But this one is Second Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 7, and it's, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or mm-hmm. fear, but a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline or a sound mind. And it truly defines, whereas Hebrews tells us he has equipped us, Second mm-hmm. Timothy provides some of the characteristics or things that he has equipped us with and that power, love, and self-discipline. We have all that already within us. So it's pretty remarkable. That is awesome. And I hope as we grasp these and we internalize them, we start to literally walk in them every step of the way that we know we can literally walk in um, love and a sound mind and with his power. Mm -hmm. So you want to know, and I was going to thank everyone who listened last week. You guys are awesome. We appreciate the support. Um, fun fact about last week. I think you had sent me the picture actually on Facebook. They're so great about honoring people and friendships. And so they do these fun reminders and actually they sent us that, uh, yesterday, was our five-year anniversary of friendship on Facebook, which is absolutely <laughs> hilarious. So yesterday being the 6th of, Febu- 6th of February, 
So me being a date person, I was super excited. I said, well, I wonder what date that was that we actually met five years ago. And so I went back and looked at a calendar. We actually had met on February 2nd, 2014, which is a Sunday. And funny enough, the very first date that we recorded our podcast was on February 2nd of this year. So how cool is God? Who knew? Oh, so cool. So five years to the date of the night you and I were introduced Mm -hmm. supernaturally, really, um, by our pastors. Mm -hmm. Five years later, this is what the Lord's doing. Praise God. To the date. So (laughs) if we ever need to walk in who he says we are and and all of that, we can totally trust that he's got great plans and we can't ever predict the future, but we know that he holds it. Yes. So Cassie, we are so excited to get started for today. What is our topic today and why is it so important that we discuss this first? Yes. So today's topic is, is huge, foundational. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to spend time today talking about our identity and who God says we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and this truth is, I just said, so big, so vast of all the things that the Lord says that we are. Um, when you read through scriptures, there's a lot of characteristics or identities that he calls over us. Things like we just read that we have a we have power, love, sound mind. Um, for me and, and you, Clarice, when we've taught this previously, mm-hmm. uh, we find it's a crucial truth that we have to understand. Last week, we talked about how many of our topics seem foundational or seem basic. And you may at first blush, if you've been a believer for any time period, <laughs> may say, I know that. I got it. God says I'm loved. God says I'm worthy. Okay, that's fantastic. But have you truly Hmm. paused to think about what does that mean? You know, the God of the universe has identified us, Clarice, with these characteristics. And if we don't walk in that true understanding, like a deep understanding of who he says we are, it can present challenges or even walk out what he's called us to can be more challenging than if we have that total revelation of who God says we are, because that's where that peace comes from. That's where that confidence through him that's where boldness can come from mm-hmm. i'm picturing i'm getting this vision right now of a house foundation you know yeah. if you have a shaky foundation how can you build a big beautiful house on it you need solid foundation and so that is what comes to mind when i think mm-hmm. about my identity in christ and who god says we are mm-hmm. and one final thought on that that i definitely want to hear from you um about why this is so important to you and where let's dive into scriptures yeah but uh, thought on that identity is I would be so bold to say it's it's not a one and done Mm-mm. you know it's not like I read the scripture and say okay I'm this, this and this <laughs> and the Lord defines that because the world is going to come at you you know mm. day-to-day life is going to come at you maybe your mistakes or your past is going to come to your remembrance mm. and we are it's a disciplined behavior of remembering who Christ says I am that's above and beyond what I feel that day yeah um, what maybe somebody a friend, a coworker, a family member says about me, Mm -hmm. I've got to remember what God says about me. So Clarice, this is so important because we need that constant reminder. And I know I personally uh, received a lot out of studying the scriptures this week to remind myself Mm. who God says I am. Absolutely. And it's interesting when you said studying to prepare to talk about this and discuss this. One thing when I was just spending time with God, he kind of, he kind of questioned me and he said, you know, why can you believe any of what I tell you about mm. your identity and it kind of threw me back a little bit. And I said, well, because you say it and he mm-hmm. said, I know, but why? And so it just really took me on this, you know, path and the search in the scriptures of God is going to spend a lifetime showing us who we are in him. 
and how excited he is to reveal that and how the way he created us, he put in us this want and this need to know who, who he is. We are in him. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, why we can ultimately believe the identity points that we're going to talk about, um, why we can do that. It's because of who God is. And so the scripture that I want us to look at today um, that God brought was just from Psalms 8, 3 through 8. And I'll go ahead and read it to you. And it starts and it says, when I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? And just initially, I'm just thrown back that, wow, the creator of literally the universe that I can't go put a moon and stars in the sky. (laughs) I wouldn't even have any clue as to how to even come up with that. So vast is his knowledge of of everything, you know, and it says that you are mindful of him, that you care so deeply about him. And so going on into verse five, it says, Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You put all things under his feet. And it just kind of goes on in seven and eight and talks about that. And it's just awesome to know that we can trust who we are because of who God is and how vast he is. And when he looks from the heavens and when he looks at his creation, he just says, you are good. It is good. So, yeah, so it's awesome. And so then, you know, studying a little bit further, you know, just of how he created us and, and what he did when he was creating us, one thing that we'll eventually get to as far as action steps a little later, um, it comes from Psalm 139. And I'm only going to talk to you a little bit about, um, few scriptures in the middle, you know, but action step wise, definitely go and read the entire um, Psalm, the entire chapter of Psalms 139. But we're going to specifically look then at 13 through 16. And it says, um, for you formed my inward parts, you knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Just wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just wow. You know, and last week we talked a little bit about how, you know, I love words and love looking them up. And it's interesting because when you look at the Hebrew words for formed, mm-hmm. it literally means to create, but it also means to possess or buy and a redeeming aspect of it. So it's interesting that he created us initially. And I know you're going to talk about new creation here in a minute, but it's interesting because he created us with this redeemed quality. And when it talks about him weaving us together in the womb, it actually means to protect and to cover and to hedge with protection. And so I just think of how sweet it is that he protected out the womb for us while we're being physically created, but how he does that as he's birthing in us new things and new identity. Um, And when you look then at fearfully, 
It means that we are fearfully, it means to inspire reverence or godly fear or awe. And so Mm -hmm. I think about that. It's like he literally, you know, there are, um, excuse me, there are songs and scriptures out how we talk and we hear preachers talk about we are made to worship and we are worshipers. And how if you go back to the scriptures, when it says we are fearfully made, we are made to inspire, to be inspired with reverence or godly fear. So it is in the fabric of how he knit us together. And the last one that so stuck out to me is when you look at wonderfully, it means to be made separate and set apart, to be distinguished. And so probably the key takeaway as far as identity was just that everything about us is unique. And we are so set apart and we are loved. And, you know, and I think that kind of then ties into what God revealed to you about identity, but how awesome it is that even before the foundations of the earth, it says the days of our lives, yet before we were formed, were written down every single one of them. So even as we sit today, you know, recording this podcast, God knew before the foundations of the earth that we were going to be doing this and how cool it is to actually now get to live out that plan. And he is probably equally excited that, wow, look, I planned this for you and how awesome it is that you're executing it. Absolutely. And as you read through that, um, the word that kept coming to me was in, intentional or intentionality, that mm-hmm. when you read about this creation, how the Lord created us in our mother's womb and how he knit us together, like you said, with those distinguishing or set apart characteristics, that the God of the universe, the creator, mm. was that intentional about this level of detail in creating us um, and the fact that every single one of us carries such incredible value to him. Mm-hmm. It truly is um, mind boggling in a good way. You know, so often I think people struggle with self-confidence or worth or feeling like, do they have purpose or do they have right. meaning? Are they worth um you know, are they worth it? And when you read this and it, you know, it's almost makes me speechless. <laughs> our creator absolutely says, yes, you're worth it. You're distinguished. You, I created you. I wove you together. Mm. And so if that's the foundation of our identity is understanding that we are not a mistake. It's not coincidence that we were created with intention by our loving God. Amen. And it's not. And so, you know, kind of segueing into the scriptures that God brought to your, to you this week, mm-hmm. what did he show you as far as identity is concerned? Yes. So uh, as we stated earlier, you could truly, that's one of the beautiful parts of the word, you could truly find mm-hmm. many, many, many scriptures and definitions of who we are. And we encourage you all as you're studying the word and you notice things or characteristics that say um, identifying characteristics about yourself, write them down in that journal Clarice encouraged you to get last week. That's (laughs) a great way to journal is, okay, we're talking about identity. And when you see it, acknowledge that. Um, For me, uh, the Lord just dropped it in my spirit, actually uh, very recently in regards to identity. And he took me to second Corinthians five seventeen. So again, as you're writing these down, this is second Corinthians five seventeen. And the scripture reads, therefore, if anyone's, anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Hmm. The old is gone and the new has come. And then verse 18 says, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. And so what jumped off the page for identity for me with this scripture, that 
anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. And you heard last week, Clarice and I talked a little bit about our, our testimonies and um, our past and things of that nature. And this part of our identity reminded me that once I accept Christ, once I choose Christ for myself, I am immediately, my spirit man is a new creation Amen. and that we are fresh before him. We are washed white as snow Mm -hmm. and that we can have that confidence of whatever our past was, whatever those choices were, they don't define me anymore. I am now a new creation in Christ Jesus. And so that identity being able to shake off um, your past, which the enemy would love to bring up lies of <laughs> you, you messed up too much or you right. did too much wrong. Um, well, that's not the case. I mean, I, who comes to mind is actually the writer of this book. He knows very well. Um, the apostle Paul, yeah. who prior to his conversion was murdering Christians <laughs> and then had this miraculous interaction with Christ who Clarice, we may need to talk about this on another yeah. session and was totally transformed. And he lived out these words he pinned that mm-hmm. if once he was in Christ, he was a new creation and became one of the boldest um, men for Christ moving the gospel forward at that time and probably ever. And so it's key to know that our spirit man is immediately made new. Now, yes. one of the things I wish I knew from, <laughs> from go, I told y'all last week, you know, how I accepted the Lord. And then the next six months to a year, it was life transformation. Mm. Um, what I didn't understand at that time is I would read the scripture and go, if a man be in Christ, he's a new creation. But then I remember, I'm like, wait a minute, but I still had some of my old thoughts or mm-hmm. I maybe did some of the, my old habits for a time period. And so I think a key thing to recognize here with our identity is this is truth of the identification of who we are yes. and our spirit man is immediately made new. But we also have a soul. That's our mind, our body, our emotions. And that it's not abnormal for that to be constantly transforming our entire time here on earth. It's not that we're a new creation, that everything becomes easy, everything right. goes away, and all your thoughts are <laughs> pure and clean. No, that takes that if constant only walking. only that were the case. <laughs> right. I wish it was that easy. But our loving father is... He's not, we're not robots. He's not controlling us. We still have our Mm -hmm. uh, mind and emotions, but that's where that transformation constantly takes place. But once we know our identity is like Clarice, you just said that we were made with intention, Mm -hmm. that we're worthy. And then that we are new creations in Christ. Christ has given us that newness. Then we can proceed forward with those transformations. Absolutely. Well, and just how that involves then a daily surrendering of ourselves to the Lord and yielding yes. ourselves to him to receive that mm-hmm. identity. You know, it, it so reminds me, um, a couple of my other favorite passages are from Romans 12, one and two, mm-hmm. and how it talks about, we have to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And that means sacrificing what we think about ourselves and what the enemy tries to tell us about ourselves. And it says specifically not to be conformed to this world, but we have to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And so how often the enemy wants to come in like a flood and just grip us so that we operate and act completely opposite. And what's so interesting is back to Psalm 139, when it says to be set apart, how interesting that one of the main ways that the enemy wants to combat that, because if God is for one thing, the enemy is definitely not for that same thing. In fact, he's adamantly opposed to it. So (laughs) if God calls us to be separate and set apart in the identity that he calls us to, how, how, um, unbelievably, um, unpredictable it is that the enemy wants us to be 
you know, to fit into what he says about us and to fit into the world's mindset and the world's Mm -hmm. idea of who we are, that relationships define you and money defines you and status defines you, success defines you. And that's just not how God designed us. And, you know, so moving into that new thought, one of the things I think, you know, God brought up too, is just that we are loved by him, but then we are loved, you know, that Mm. we, he loves us, we love him. And so I think talking, you kind of segueing into talking about then love, right? Yes. Um, You bring it up Romans 12, one, two, fantastic scriptures. I mean, they all are, Mm -hmm. but those are two of my absolute favorites and they are so key and crucial to walking out this daily walk with Christ. So uh, write those down too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Romans 12, one and Mm -hmm. two. And um, it talks about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's um, through the knowing your identity, reading the scriptures. That's a great way to renew your mind. Um, I'm going to flip, flip the script and take your role, Clarice, real quick about mm-hmm. that transformed. Yeah. Um, my sweet husband just preached on this recently, and it, it's actually that word means metamorphosis. So awesome. you think about um, a worm going to or a caterpillar going to a butterfly. Like it's that level of transformation when we renew mm. our minds. Wow. And so we say we're a new creation. You know, the old is gone. The new has come. And so I picture that transformation from a caterpillar to butterfly and how mm. totally different that is. That's what they're talking about transforming. And that is what through Christ, what can happen. So truly Amazing. amazing. A key thing I know for my life, I had to gain this understanding, like you just said, of how much Christ loves me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll admit that was challenging for me. <laughs> you know, I was raised in, in the world. <laughs> we yeah. all were, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you had plenty of people who didn't love you well, or mm-hmm. you were rejected, or even your mm-hmm. parents, if they're amazing parents, they're still not perfect. And so there would be moments that you don't feel as loved or something of that nature. So when I started studying the scriptures of how much um, Christ loved me, yes. it took some time to the point, Clarissa, <laughs> I just remember there was a weekend in my apartment in Florida, I believe it was 2009, hmm. that I literally uh, locked myself in the apartment for the weekend, turned off all <laughs> devices. You know, we didn't have as many electronic devices back then, but turned off all devices and the Lord took me uh, actually to the book of Song of Solomon and yes. literally spent 48 hours teaching me about his love. Wow. Um, it took that much to undo my wrong thinking, that transformed mm. by the renewing of your mind. That was an intense renewal wow. weekend. And so today I have a couple scriptures that the Lord brought to my mind. But this, like all of these identity mm-hmm. topics, this can be studied over and over and yes. over because once you get that true revelation of how loved you are how you're made with this intentionality you're a new mm-hmm. creation that sets you free to move forward and what the lord's doing in your life so we all know john three sixteen. Again, <laughs> for god so loved the world that he gave his only son um you know i say that quickly but don't want to breeze past that familiar familiar scripture that he truly gave christ yes um, and first john four ten is another scripture that talks about that. First John 4, 10 says, this is love. Mm-hmm. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. And he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. And so the God of the universe sent his one and only son here with the sole purpose of redeeming us and bringing us back unto him. No, wow. this would have to make the ultimate sacrifice and give his life 
and make an atoning sacrifice. And atoning means, you know, to make amends or to mm-hmm. make, to reconcile. So, you know, there had to be a sacrifice for our sinful behavior. And instead of asking us to be that sacrifice, God sent Christ to be that sacrifice for us. And truly it shows how much he loved his creation, us, and wanted to draw us back unto him, that he provided a way for that. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. And, so, and the second, mm. second scripture I have on that, Clarice, did you have something on that one flipping over? No. Well, I was just thinking just how that redeeming quality kind of goes back, what, how we talked about with being formed and to buy, possess, um, redeeming to be bought. It's so incredible how if when you look back at that word formed and it means all that he ended up prophetically then from that point telling us about who we are, that he accomplished that in the physical with sending his son. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it, again, amazing. If parents are listening here, you can imagine how much love you have for your earthly mm-hmm. child. And making that sacrifice is unfathomable. Mm. So to have a son, Christ, the perfect um, lamb of God that made, had no sin, mm. and yet he was chosen to be our sacrifice. It's the ultimate sacrifice of God and the ultimate picture of how much he loves us. Yes. The second part of love that I wanted to share with you ver- through scriptures today is how we can be secure in this. Mm. So, we know we're loved. We know we're, we know we're God's beloved. But can we be secure? And if you go to Romans mm-hmm. 8, verses 38 and 39, it reads, For I am convinced mm. that neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Mm. Lord. And this is where we can have that confidence and security of this love that God's love is not fickle. Mm -mm. It's not circumstance based that, you know, it's not performance based. If you do good, follow (laughs) the rules in scripture, that means he'll, he'll love you. Mm -hmm. You Clarice talked last week about striving and how it's such a human temptation that if we follow the rules or if we do what's best, or really trying for God, Mm. he'll love me. But uh, folks, I can't make it any more clear that no matter what in your excellent days in your days that you slip up in your um, humanness, the love of God does not change towards you and it is unshakable. It is secure. And as we read here, nothing living or even dying, that doesn't separate you from the love of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so again, asking the Holy spirit to Mm -hmm. reveal that, to you and for Clarice and I, that's a constant prayer of Lord, help me understand how much you love me and how secure I can walk in that love. Mm. And so many things that we could spend hours discussing and dialoguing. But one thing that is stuck out when you were speaking was talking about in essence, undoing stinking thinking and how God (laughs) is literally doing that on a daily basis with us, with how we view ourselves and how important it is that he, that we view ourselves and how he wants us to. And, you know, you talk about being loved and being a new creation, how we're being transformed and just that his love won't ever leave us and that he does love us. There's nothing that separates Mm -hmm. us. And, you know, I, I think personal revelation, testimony, identity, 
whatnot that he reminded me of this week was one of the things about being unique and set apart is that for me personally, the enemy introduced and and brought me to the point of partnership with a lie way back when I was young, just about worthy of being chosen. And, Mm. you know, with respect to um, dating relationships, you know, um, Mm I was recently reflecting on it and God just showed me that, you know, I had partnered when I was really, um, when I was younger with this lie that I wasn't worthy to be chosen. And I kind of was reflecting Mm. back on most all of my relationships. And in fact, I wasn't, I wasn't really chosen back. Like I had thought I was, but I really wasn't. And why that happened was because I had partnered um, with that lie that, you know, it had happened actually when I was younger and in Sunday school, I had this huge crush on this, on this kid. And I just thought he was the best and God did not, um, and he did not end up picking me. He had a crush on this other girl. And so in that, in my little girl heart, the enemy lied to me and I, and I believed it and said that I wasn't worthy to be chosen. And so how crazy it is that I, that partnerships and judgments and those things happen, even as young as that, we don't realize that those things then shape who we think we are. Mm And so what yes. God showed me was that I had to actually break partnership with that identity because mm-hmm. my thought and my identity that I latched onto was just that I wasn't worthy to be chosen and then my behavior reflected it, you know, and how awesome it is now to know that in fact, that's not truth. And when God showed me then again in Psalms, just that I am set apart, I am marked out, I'm special, mm-hmm. I'm unique, I'm separate. I'm distinguished. It's so counter what the enemy had lied to me about that I believe. And so it took, you know, in my little girl heart, I don't know, I had to be five and now in my thirties, it took that long for God to unweave that lie over time. And when he finally brought it to the light, truth comes to the light and sets us and it sets us free. Yes. Um, and I love the, the word you just said that it's counter, mm-hmm. you know, um, the enemy is, you know, he's the master of lies mm-hmm. and he's counterfeit, you know. And so he would love to have us believe the things opposite of what we're talking about today. You know, if if we know our identity in Christ and who God says we are, we are unstoppable. Mm-hmm. You know, scripture says greater things will we do than Christ even did. Um, so the enemy would love to lie to you, like you just indicated. And I think many of us could relate to that story in some version or another of things that have happened in our past and then formed our thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and because if the enemy can get us to believe that lie, he, he's pretty much done. You know, if we're not believing truth, mm. you know, we're not going to go be super effective for the kingdom. So, of course, he would love that. But praise God that the mm-hmm. Lord has brought revelation to you, transformed your thinking, just like you read in Romans. And you are now powerfully effective for the kingdom through Christ. Through Christ. <laughs> and yeah, people listening here, that's, that's the key. The key. Mm-hmm. These identities are through Christ. What we do is through Christ. Mm-hmm. It's not that we individually are that great mm-hmm. or that we have some, you know, amazing ability. No, it's we're actually very, very much women that need, we're broken women that need Christ's love, Christ to call us set apart, chosen, worthy, loved, 
And it's through that mm-hmm. that you can go and be powerful for the kingdom. Awesome. So Clarice, you said it. <laughs> we could spend hours on this topic and we just shoved a lot into our very short podcast today. <laughs> so I think our action steps this week will be yes to <laughs> reflect on this stuff. Absolutely. So we did. And, and I want to also help direct you. We do put the notes then on our website, which you can access through our social media accounts. So again, those on Twitter and Instagram are um, at the underscore equipped. And every time we post a podcast, then we'll have the notes for the week. So you can kind of go back and give yourself a little more time, but action steps. We know that our God speaks to us and he wants to give us exactly what we need. And so to this week, we want you to spend time to really sit before God and ask him, what about yourself does he want to reveal to you? And your word may be loved, that you need to know that he loves you, or it may be that you're worthy like our words, or it may be something completely different. So just sit and spend intentional time with God asking for your word of identity, and then ask him for a verse to confirm it. So Mm -hmm. those are the main two. The other one is to then read all of Psalm 139 every day this week. Just there's so much in there. So find a new truth and meditate on on it every day this week. And so that's basically in essence what we wanted to share with you this week, what was on our hearts. We are so grateful that you take your time, your precious time that we know you don't have much of that we, you take your precious time to listen So Cassie, I am blessed and honored to co-host with you. I would love for you to close us in prayer. I'd be glad to. Lord, thank you so much for today, um, for your word, Father, and for who you say we are. There's such hope in your truth. And Father, I pray over Clarice and myself and everyone listening today that, Lord, that we hear from you and receive from you who you say we are. Father, we ask that any lie or non-truth that we have believed that we either recognize or don't even recognize, Father, help reveal that to us so we can come against it with your truth and experience what Romans talks about with that continual Mm -hmm. renewing of our mind. And we know that Holy Spirit helps in that, Father, that you have given us a helper that we don't have to figure this out on our own, but rather, Lord, that you have sent the ultimate helper Um, to assist us with this. And so, Father, I thank you for our identity in you. And Lord, I thank you for what you've called us to do, each and every person listening right now. Father, you have plans and purposes. You form them with intentionality. And so, Lord, I look forward to hearing and seeing all that you're doing through this podcast, through these people. Father, you're good, you're holy, you're lovely, and we love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you everyone for listening. Have a blessed week. Walk in a new identity with a renewed mind. Have a great one.